millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mr. Roy Cavana, no other than. Um, not quite a sir, but you are a member of the British Empire. Please tell me about Dennis Violet. Well, I have to say, and, and it's uh, it's quite sad really, because yesterday uh, the world lost a, a brilliant footballer in Ray Kennedy. Yes. And when you know when you seriously look last night, I mean, I saw Kennedy play, of course, for Arsenal and uh, Liverpool. But when you look last night and saw his honours, the yeah. double for the Arsenal, uh, three European Cups. Uh, was it for Liverpool? Yes, so many titles, yeah. Europa Cup or First Cup, whatever, uh, League Cup. And yet, you know, under the radar, uh, except for everyone who saw or played alongside him. And I think um, in the star-studded Parthenon of the Busby Babes, Dennis Violet is right at the top. Yeah. Because I get asked a lot about Duncan Edwards. And of course, I saw Duncan from very, very young age youth team football and he was magnificent but sadly Duncan's career was from 16 was five years yeah. uh, and and Dennis Violet had a career which not only graced Manchester United and helped the Busby Bays be who they were he, he revitalized Stoke mm. he, he um, kick-started football in America yeah. uh, and I had a, a most wonderful life um, and it was a, a real honour to write the book with him, with um, Brian Hughes, who's also an MBE, uh, the brilliant boxing trainer, who sadly isn't too well these days, but a man who had stories when before stories was even invented. Um, so, but, but, but I can't, I can't exaggerate enough how great a footballer Dennis Filer was. Now, Dennis Sydney. Violet, where did the Sydney come from? Is the Australia <laughs> Association? Well, yeah, born in September, twenty September, yeah, and because it, I don't think it was spelled the English way, was it? No, it's spelled uh, as Sydney, Australia, as in Australia. So mm. it must have been. Um, he, he actually was uh, born and lived very close to Main Road. Is that Fallowfield where he was born? Yeah, Moss Side, Fallowfield, around there. He was very close to Main Road. And um, the story goes, and this came from Frank Swift, the late, great Frank Swift. Frank Swift um, knew he was having a trial with City, and Dennis went with his father, and he was met at the door, and he was asked to wait in a corridor. And, and nobody came for him. And his father said, we're not staying here. Come on, we're going home. He went home. And Frank Swift heard about that and told his great friend, Matt Busby. And Matt invited him to um, United and the, the rest was history. 
Now his goal scoring record for United in in league games alone from fifty three yes. to sixty two, two hundred ninety three league games, one hundred fifty nine league goals. Yeah. I think it's one hundred seventy nine in all competitions. Now that stands up really well with who is perceived as the king of Old Trafford, Dennis Law. The only difference is there's two ends in Dennis Violet's Dennis and one in yes. Dennis Law. But yeah, even Dennis talks so highly of Dennis Violet. And it's almost as though Dennis Violet is the, the the forgotten forward of Manchester United. And that just doesn't seem right. No, well, I think that the point to make on that, uh, Paul, is that if you take, uh, and, and I should know this off by heart, I'm 99% certain it's the 1959 60 season, mm-hmm. he, he scored 32 league goals. Yeah. Now, that was a 42 league season, but he only played about 36 games. He missed the last five games, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, so he's, got his th- he's got his 32 goals. Now, since that season, yeah. which is 61 years on, 62 next year. There hasn't been another Manchester United footballer score as many goals in the league as that. And as you rightly say, the next one after that, Dennis Law came in uh, 62. Um, You've had all them forwards right up to the Roonies of this world. Um, You know, the great goal scorers at Ronaldo, two terms or two and a bit terms, um, one and a bit terms, sorry, um, and, and not, none of them have got that 32 league goals in a season. That that just tells the story, doesn't it? It absolutely does. And he was on the plane, wasn't he, that sadly crashed in Munich. Now, is my understanding correct? Did I read it or did I view it on a YouTube clip somewhere? that Dennis was sitting next to Bobby Charlton and both of their chairs ended up their seats on the icy runway after the plane had crashed? Yes. Now, Dennis told us uh, from America, you know, because we were communicating with him in America, Yeah. where, of course, is uh, Rachel, who I'll just briefly mention later on, because I, I want to make a point about Rachel as well. But... Um, Dennis said that when they were in, in those days, of course, Paul, when they played a game in Europe on a Wednesday, teams went on a Monday. Yeah. So, um, because flying was still not like Uncadori, like it should be today, COVID accepted. Um, you know, and uh, the trip to Belgrade was three hours to Munich for a stopover going, and then another three hours. To Belgrade, and you know, nowadays you'd fly direct to Belgrade in what under three hours, I would suspect. Yeah. Um, but he said he was genuinely shocked when they uh, on the Tuesday they went for a walk around and there was snow around. Um, he said, but the shops, the foods, and that it, the shops were empty of, yeah. of food. Um, and he said, people were walking around and they'd. They'd actually reused old tyres and were using them to walk on as shoes. Um, he said it was really depressing. He said if that was communism, uh, they could keep it because obviously Tito was in uh, in full uh, regalia around them. Uh, and he was genuinely sh- uh, shocked. And the floor the team stayed on in Belgrade, he said there were troops, uh, well, protecting as well, but troops on the on that floor. Dennis played in the game and, in fact, scored a goal. Um, I think Bobby got two. 
Um, and, you know, uh, sadly, um, what happened the day after? Um, there is an interesting postscript to that because Dennis actually died um, in in the um, in the ni- in the ninety nine nineties. Yeah, sixth of uh, March nineteen ninety nine. He sadly passed away. Yeah, uh, and and the interesting thing is um, that th- th- there was the comment uh, done by a very good, uh, even though he, he he followed the city Manchester City. A uh, guy called Paul Ince, H-I-N-C-E, played, played a bit of football for City as well and one or two other clubs. But he reported on City in the Manchester paper. And when uh, our book came out and, and uh, that Dennis had died, um, he, he made the very interesting point that um, it said that there were eight people who died in the air crash. Eight footballers, sorry, yes. who died in the air was Dennis Violet the ninth? Because Dennis, all he suffered on was a, a cut and a bruising on, on his head near his eye. Uh, and that, under that, was where there was a, a, a tumour, really? which he, he, he died of. Uh, and, and, of course, being a great reporter, Paul Ince managed to manufacture that into, you know, the, the unwritten question, really, of whether or not... Um, you know, was he was he another person who died from his wounds of the of the crash? Wow. Which is, you know, was was quite um, eerie, really, writing it. Absolutely. How come he played for Whitten Albion in nineteen sixty nine? What's the story? And then Linfield in sixty nine seventy <coughs> as well. Yeah. Well, of course, when he finally finished with Stoke. Yeah. Uh, and before he went to America. Um. He, he dropped down to Witten, and I th- I'm not sure if he was player manager or not there, actually. Yeah, got uh, I think he was player manager there. Uh, and Linfield, of course, again, uh, he was very, very friendly with uh, Harry Gregg. Yes. Very good mate yeah. with Gregg. And, and, of course, I think all this was just before they decided to go um, to, to live in, in the States. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, Rachel um, Violet is... Uh, of, of Dennis's second wife uh, of that marriage. Yeah. Uh, he had four children from his first marriage who were, who were still around the Manchester area. But Rachel herself, of course, became a brilliant tennis player. Right. And, yeah, and she, she learned the tennis, of course, in the, in the States. Uh, and she was at one stage, she was in the top one or two of, of Britain's um, lady tennis players. Um, she she was that good. She's also good at making films, and she wrote, yes, she made yes, she the, She's doing, a, doing it this was one. a United Man, wasn't it? The yes, the and I think that's a great play on words because Man United, a United Man, and he yeah. was pretty much a United Man before yeah. Munich and after Munich. Did it because like Bobby Charlton famously has never really spoken about the the air disaster. Did yeah. it change Dennis mentally as well and, and and physically? How did United recover from that Munich air disaster? Because he was really pivotal in the rebirth, if you like, of United, wasn't he, Dennis Violet? Very, very much so. In fact, he he became club captain after Billy Folks. Um, it became too much for Billy Folks. I mean, Billy was captain straight after Munich, that first game of Sheffield Wednesday. 
but in the in the following season, Matt felt that the the whole pressures and the impact was hitting players um, like Billy, the, the responsibility, um, and it, and he took the captaincy off him, agreeable with Billy, uh, and Dennis became the captain as well. Dennis was a Dennis was a man before his time, and I think that's why a lot of the players who not massively young, but say Dennis was 25. Yeah. Um, you, you Coleman and Edwards, you know, at 21, uh, and Bobby Charlton, they'd be looking up to and Billy Whelan and people like that. They'd be looking up to Dennis because he was a very, 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 very worldly man, Dennis. Um, um, a, a snappy dresser of the time, immaculate in his, uh, his grooming, um, you know, the cigarette in his in his hand, done very like a film star would. Yeah. Knew the right clubs in Manchester to go to, um, you know. So where the younger ones might be going to um, the Jive and whatever clubs, Dennis would be going to the to the mature uh, proper nightclub situation. Uh, a real man about town in a way. Uh, I, I think possibly you know that was one of the reasons. Uh, I think in the end, by about 60, 61, um, I think Matt was a bit fearful, a bit like Fergie said about Ince, you know, yeah. um, was he was he a bit too much of an influence? And, and Dennis was certainly an influence. Um, and whether Matt felt, um, you know, he, he wanted to make that change. Um, I can tell you, though, uh, it, it, it was a, a big shock to Dennis because he told me that I think it was January in 1961 yeah. ish or 62. Can't remember now. It was either January 61. Six, 62 when 62. he went to Stoke. Yeah, 62. Uh, sat at home um, Saturday night, Sunday night, gets a phone call. Hi, Dennis, it's Tony Waddington here, who actually played for United in, yes, before the war, by the way. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tony was a good wheel dealer, wasn't he? I mean, look oh, at the players yeah. Stoke had. Yeah. Uh, he loved it inside with, forward uh, as well. With, with Matthews. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, um, Jackie Moody, Jimmy McElroy, what a player. Yeah. Eddie Clamp. Yeah. Um, uh, Stewart. Was it Eddie Stewart from Wolves then too? Um, and then later, Peter Dobin, Roy Vernon, Morris Setters, David Erd, Harry Gregg. You know, Alan all Austin. those people. Yeah, and of George course, Easton. Yeah. yeah, George Eason. And Dennis, Dennis Violet was one of the early ones after yeah. um, after Stanley Matthews, who also rated Dennis very, very highly. But Dennis gets his phone call on a Sunday night in 1962, January. Hi, Dennis, Tony Waddington. Um, do you, would you like a meeting? Um, Matt's given me permission to speak to you. We've agreed a fee. I'd like you to come and join me at Stoke. And Dennis was shocked. He knew nothing of it. And he said, uh, can I ring you back another half hour, Mr. Waddington? Yeah, of course you can. And he rang Matt Busby on a Sunday night and said, um, Matt, just had a phone call from Tony Waddington. And Matt uh, said, um, oh, yeah, I've got a lot on a minute, Dennis. I'm sorry, I should have let you know and uh, I've agreed. Um, and Stoke actually pay, offered to pay him more money than he was getting at United. Um, and he accepted it, and he and he became a legend in Stoke. And in fact, there's a I think there's a street or a close named after him in Stoke, Violet Close or Violet Street. And he he was uh, was there about five years, 
uh, but you got on promotion along with Matthews into the first division and uh, and as I say he, he was lauded there uh, but it was a little bit sad how, how it ended at United yeah it is because as I say all intents and purposes he was an absolute legend someone that the yeah. players looked up and you could argue I guess uh, the, the the original George Best before George come he was well, the boy yeah. about town then wasn't he in, yeah. the, in well, the 50s well, George, George had joined the club while Dennis was still there. Right, okay. And, uh, you know, um, junior, junior level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Dennis would have met him or seen him. Uh, and when you think, of course, he'd been in the team that had, um, before Edwards and Charlton, yes. um, you know, and saw all them babes uh, mature alongside him uh, and then saw George, um, and then, then himself played in the same side as Stanley Matthews, yeah. and then went to America and was involved with Pelly with the uh, football. Oh, um, he was indelible, wasn't he? With the development so, yeah, in the NASL. Yeah, and, and one or two good brummies as well. There. Freddie Goodwin was involved over there, wasn't he? Again, um, Freddie was a Busby Babe, wasn't he? And manager yeah, he of my team, Birmingham City. And, yeah, and football just is that link. It's almost like passing the baton on and we're going to have to pass that baton back on to Terry Curran so right. can I thank you Roy so much for your time sir again oh, you've yeah. educated me on part <laughs> three of Book Corner will you be my author of the week um, I'll give you a call and you can tell us all about the wonderful new book Manchester United of the 70s that you've uh, written with your good mate Mr Abbott uh, be my pleasure and thank you for the uh, pleasure of speaking to you again you take care sir you are a gentleman you are a member of the british empire but most importantly you're a friend thank you uh, so i was just going to say I'm, I'm your mate okay you exactly. take care thanks planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.